No. <laughs> Kinkajou. It's like a kinky Jew. <laughs> oh. A kinky Jew. No. It's like a little bear thing. What's it called? A kinkajou. Kinkajou? K-I-N-K-A-J-U. So a kinky Jew. Kinkajou. It sounds like Pikachu. <laughs> Pokemon! Gotta catch them all! In my mouth. Get it? Mm-mm. Catch them all in my mouth? <clears throat> Balls? Oh, it's J-O-U. Mm. Kinkajou. No. They're like kinky jow, kinky wow, kinky jew. I don't Pikachu. really know if they're rodents or not. Oh, it's a honey bear. That's what a fucking honey bear is. Honey, honey, honey boy. Honey they're boy. related to the raccoon. And they have a prehensile tail. You know what that means? Hmm. They can grab things with it. That's both creepy and cool. Yeah, could you imagine? I can grab shit with my ass too. Anyway, um, hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of Poppers and Packers with Artemis Gray and Ezra Prince, the podcast where we talk about everything and nothing. Today's episode, kinks. What's tickling your growler? A lot. I have never heard that term before in relation to sex. Please don't ever do that again. <laughs> so, the dollar bean. Look at that. Kinkajou. It's a kinky Jew. <laughs> so, talking about kinks and sex, because Artemis is sex deprived, and Ezra has a girlfriend. Why am I the one? Hey, that's my mom. Yeah, she said thank you. Oh. Why am I the only one who's sex deprived? <clears throat> Because nobody wants you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. I love you, Artemis. You're my grandfather. <laughs> You're never going to get married. No one's ever going to love you. You look like Drew Carey. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of do, though. Shut up. <sighs> <laughs> so, kinks. Kinks. Where do we start? Where do we want to begin? What do we? What do we? What do do we, we want to talk about our own kinks, or do we just want to like? You know what we should have done? We should have written down on a piece of paper um, different types of kinks, and then we just go through them. Well, we can talk about like kinks in general, and then we can talk about our own. Okay. Kinks in general. Um, I guess a kink is anything classified as a a. <coughs> Sorry, abnormalized. Sex act? Yeah. And before we do, let's differentiate between kink and fetish because I feel like a lot of people confuse them. Yeah. I think the line becomes drawn because a fetish is almost like an obsessive thing. Like you you can't really get into it without it. Mm -hmm. um, and then a kink is just like, I like it. <laughs> I like that. I don't know. I'm not a sex... I'm not a sex, okay? You know. <laughs> I am not sex. Aphrodite. I mean, you only have to speak and everyone knows that. Aphrodite this skittle. I'd fuck in a toga. 
that a kink? Probably. Maybe. Got a toga kink. You got a toga kink? Toga kink. Oh, toga kink. Is it because when I read Dick is Hard, you can actually like see it in a toga? Yeah, something about being wrapped in a bed sheet. I'm the ghost of nutting past. <laughs> I will say, I don't know. All those wasted children. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> so kinks kinks in general um let's just uh go ahead and just like name it just name let's it. just also disclaimer everyone has them yep nobody do you think enjoying vanilla sex too much is a kink vanilla sex yeah like boring sex um like the more basic the better because that's the way you like it that might be. That also might be considered a fetish. Like if you, if you like, just can't get it off with like the weird shit. Let's ask the Google. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't answer my mom. Kinks are really interesting because I feel like you learn a lot about us. Like you learn a lot about someone whenever you like hear what their kinks are, and I think that it also is kind of like a, just a maybe even like a snapshot into like their past experiences, like someone. Well, maybe not, because I guess like a kink is really just like whatever feels good to you in the moment. Oh, yeah. the difference between kinks and fetishes is a kink increases your partner's pleasure. Fetishism replaces your partner with an object that could range from body parts or inanimate objects themselves. So a fetish is more about the thing and not the act. Okay. A kink, kink is... is more based in an act. So, it's a verbiage. So that would be, so like for me, I do have like, I have a choking kink. Versus... We, were, we were also right to say um, fetish and kinks are similar, but the difference is for something to be a fetish, it must be present in order for the person to achieve sexual pleasure. So that would be someone having a leather fetish and like their partner needing to have like leather in some Right. Like yeah. you cannot get pleasure from sex until such and such is happening. Okay. A kink is just like, I'll still get off, but if you do this, I'm gonna have way more fun. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm really into Should we go there yet? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm really into uh words of affirmation whilst I'm committing a sex act. So I like, love being praised. I love it. So you like the classic like whenever someone's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, put it right there. Yeah. <laughs> or that feels amazing or being told you're gonna make me come versus I'm just gonna come. Mm-hmm. I'm very much like yeah, I am. See, I'm not. <laughs> I, but I also. Because mm-hmm. I'm also that person when somebody's like, I'm about to come. I'm like, okay, I'm done. Do it yourself. I've been, you know that, um, oh, what is it? The BDSMtest.org. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it. But according to that, like, I'm a brat tamer. So someone tells me that they're a brat and I'm just like, 
even without knowing that, I'm instantly just like, okay, well, I'm going to test that and see. So, like, during sex, I like to be told what to do just so I can say no. Yeah. And I'm the one that will be, like, consensually. Just, like, pushing you to do it. Yeah. I love, love being told what to do and just being like, I won't. You're going to make me. Um, let's see what else am I into? Does your do your kinks or anything ever come out and drag? My power kink definitely does. Yeah. Because so I have always fantasized about like being in the role of a dominatrix, but I've never really wanted to be a woman. Mm-hmm. I've just wanted to be like very sexy in you know cute leather clothes telling men what to do but I think that's maybe my relationship with men is just not healthy <laughs> I love the idea of having power over a man mm-hmm. specifically a man women you go, y'all go do whatever you want enjoy have fun women men you will obey me. And you will like it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm just a little soft. <laughs> so a little squishy. Just a little cute. Why do you guys say it like that? Because I'm gay. <laughs> You're like flamboyantly gay. I'm perpetuating stereotypes. I know. <laughs> well. Funny enough, I think that with my drag, like none of none of my kinks or fetishes ever come out in my drag. Which is funny because you like perpetuate like kink yeah. in drag. I know, but it's like the, like the chains, the leather, the like it's Which, it's aesthetically pleasing, but I don't need it to get off, and it's not something like so doing. You carry into your everyday life. Yeah, I don't do that, and I'm also makes you money. Mm. Well, I'm also like as far as like as far as like kinks or anything, it definitely is more enjoyable for me if I like I am like a horrible teaser. Like the more I tease you, and the more closer you get to where like you are, like. I, I not like begging, begging, but like saying, I, don't know, I guess like yeah, begging. Um, me to actually like carry through instead of just teasing. Like I get off on that. I don't know what that's called, but like I don't have any like physical, like physical fetishes or anything like that. And as far as like kinks go, definitely more into like light BDSM sort of stuff. I'll tell you what, I'll never get into hmm. spitting. Yeah. I dare a motherfucker to spit on me. I we won't be fucking, but I will punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. I will punch the fuck right out of you. You could be six inches deep in me, and if you spit in me, I am donkey kicking you into the wall. Do not spit on me. That is nasty. I'm not into. I'm also not into degrading. Yeah, not into degrading. I'm also anything that's like bodily fluid, so like squirting, oh. golden showers, anything like that, not into. Yeah. Go ahead, ask you to 
Go ahead and ask me to let you piss on me. Yeah. Something something I discovered recently that I had no idea that I was into was fisting. Like, not me receiving it, but me giving it. Like a booty hole? No. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Like, have you ever smelled a fisted booty hole? Yeah, no. um, As far as ass stuff, I don't really do it. I'm sure after I get bottom surgery, it's definitely going to become more just if like I ever do get a boyfriend or anything like that. If I was a boyfriend. But as of right now, I don't really do a whole lot with ass. But S S S S S. Sorry, I'll go off one day. <laughs> um Oh, not into that either. The whole little kink. Little kink. You don't know about that? What's the little kink? The binkies and the diapers. Ew. No. Buddy pajamas. Mm. No. You're an adult. I fuck adults. How do you feel about physical, like, any sort of, like, torture or pain? Mm-mm. No? Um, I could probably inflict it. Mm-hmm. But, again. You don't like receiving power. it? No. Okay. Then in inflicting it, how much? I could do, like, the nipple clamping... The hot wax pouring, mm-hmm. the spanking, probably the slapping. I can't, I'm not into the slapping or the spanking, but I'm definitely like into like biting. I love a little nibble on the ear. Oh uh, no, I'm not like nibble on Oh, I'm I know, like... but I'm just saying, <laughs> if we are ever, if there's ever a time where somebody is trying to get me. Get you going. <laughs> My neck and my earlobes. I'm ready to get naked. You know, like, pull that dick out. I'm having it for dinner. I found out that I have a lot of, like, foreplay sort of kinks. Like, in giving it, not, like, receiving it. But I am really big with, like, Doing the whole like coming up behind and like really like embracing and then like doing the like ear nibbles or like neck kisses, things like that. I love seduction. I love seduction. I love seduction. Do you love giving or receiving? Yes. All of it? Well, depending on the setting, I would almost always rather be the seducer than the seducee. Mm-hmm. Um, the seductress, if you will. Um, I love the idea of being in, like, a non-sexual setting, like, you know, just, like, chilling, watching TV or whatever, and then rubbing the hands on the inner thighs, and the nuzzling in, and the, the kisses, and then the fuck me eyes, and, you know, the the whole nine, and then them just being, like, fine, and then just, <laughs> like, throwing me down and having me... <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Please don't listen to this episode. <laughs> I, um... I... I love seducing, but not in, like, the stereotypical way. I love doing the things that are more, like, um... The more, like, gentlemanly, like, things that someone would, like, find attractive. Kissing on the hand. Yeah, so... I love kissing on the hand. Like... That or, like, you know, if we go out on a date and, like, I, like, pay for dinner and, like, 
um, I, I guess like what you would think of like the stereotypical like gentleman like doing that and someone finding that attractive and that being enough to compel them to want to have sex with me. Also, I find it, um, I have to be like comfortable with somebody's energy to do certain things. So like, I'm a very dominant human being just like in my existence. I dominate conversations. I tend to dominate rooms. I tend to just... You don't say I'm. I tend to be, you know, a rhinoceros in a room full of pelicans. Don't ask me what that means, but it made sense. <laughs> um, so, like, behind closed doors, I kind of like to be, you know, I like to be had. But depending on certain people, I absolutely will not let that happen. I have to be the one doing the throwing around and slamming down. But I'm a very, like, I'm a very switch human being. Mm -hmm. um, but there are, there are certain people that make me feel, like, immediately, like, I want you to tell me what to do. I want you to rip my mouth open and. See, I, so like, I'm a total switch. Like, I, I would say like, I'm definitely like a true switch. I would say I'm situational. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> but I, majority of my sexual encounters I've ended up being the top, but I have, like, been begging someone to just throw me against the wall and, like, totally dominate me. Begging. Like. Begging you. That, I, I would say, like, that's definitely a kink of someone just, like, overpowering me like that. I also think I have. Consensually. A, I think <laughs> I kind of have a romance kink. Yeah. I will fantasize about somebody lighting candles and playing a guitar for me before they eat my ass. Mm-hmm. I, the rose petals, the, or like having sex outside, but only at nighttime in the spring with fireflies in a field at midnight after we just sang songs. Remember that time I said that you're a romantic who doesn't want to admit that you're a romantic? <laughs> I know I'm a sucker for romance, but I have this very hardened shell that refuses to allow me to express love in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. none of you heard that I'm. it's something I'm working on I'm working on letting down some barriers okay learning to be grateful and love more what just happened to me I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching this <laughs> anyway fucking fucking yep. fucking I'm fucking Ooh, I'm also not into food play. Like, people that are like, I want you to, like, rub pizza on me. Why? Why? I want to eat that pizza. Why would I do that? Why would Why would I put chocolate sauce on you? Why could make ice, I could have an ice cream sundae. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, spring with whipped cream. No, you're not a fucking, you're not a cup of hot chocolate. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? The accent just makes it so much better. <laughs> Shut up. Because <sighs> you got me all excited. I'm feeling very excited. Should go into a room about to have sex saying that. <laughs> hello, hello. I'm feeling very excited. Pull your cock out. 
I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> For once. <laughs> Point Artie. Uh, I do have, I, I would say I almost have like an, an adventurous kink in the sense of, um, like, like just like, that you wouldn't normally do. No, like just like randomly, like randomly going on a trip out of nowhere, you know, and that being a, <laughs> <laughs> like like doing that sort of stuff like you know you just you go to work and then you get off and like whoever you're talking to they're just like you want to go stay in like st louis for the night or like just go on like a random trip and doing that for me like that that would be the equivalent of your field of fireflies in the spring for me that is would be like the romance for me okay but would you say it's a kink or that just because you're like kind of a restless soul and the idea of somebody doing that for you would just be like, well, you're fucking crazy too. <laughs> I would say it's both, but I would, I would put it, I, I would put it. Like, would that be something that you're like, I'm kind of turned on by that. I might fuck you on the way to this adventure. Or would it be like, am I in love with you? It would be it would be both, but the fact of because I tell you that, right now, if anybody ever did that romance shit for me, marriage. Well, I'm having the children. Well, for me, it's like definitely so. Time. Like, say so. Take the St. Louis example. So, say like we go to St. Louis, we have a good dinner, we just go out on the town, and it's just like totally unexpected. Then, whenever we do get into the bedroom or car or park or wherever we're fucking at, <laughs> um. The fact that we just did all that would definitely make it more of a turn on for me. I see. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little out of it. Why? I don't know. Is talking about sex making you flustered? Well, I just, I'm not really this open. Like, I know everybody's like, dating is, you know, such a loudmouth. Like, you know, he doesn't have boundaries. He'll really tell you anything. I don't share a lot of, like, personal sexual information. Mm-hmm. And what I do share, I usually do it because it's funny. Mm-hmm. But I'm just... I'm not a very sexually talkative person. I mean, if I'm attracted to somebody, I will be. Like, I would like to, you know, suckle on that. Damn you know what? You know, it's a kink that I won't be able to experience until after bottom surgery. Mm. That's definitely something, like, if it ever happened, I would definitely just, like, come in an instant. Is if, like, getting it in the ass and, like, whoever's doing it, like, also jerking me off at the same time. Yeah. That's something, like, I have fantasized for so long, and I'm so excited for whenever it actually happens. I'll tell you another kink that I don't think I could get into is, um... Uh wrestling mm-hmm. I don't want to do all that yeah sometimes floor f- floor floral foreplay sometimes foreplay is like a little bit too much where mm-hmm. I'm like why do we gotta do all that you said you were gonna suck my wiener why are you not doing that I got shit to do we're either fucking or we're not you know what I mean mm-hmm. <sighs> 
Also, sometimes I think I'm into more like oral things than I am actual sex. I mean, oral is definitely my favorite. Mostly just because I can get it done. I, I mean, for me, like oral is definitely my favorite because I'm doing the stuff to someone else and they're just sitting there and taking it. Yeah. I also don't think I could be slapped in the face. No. I could slap someone, but if I get slapped, again, we're not fucking, we are fighting. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly how my brain's going to register it. Because the second they hit me, I'm balling that fist up. Coming right back. And we are having World War Three in the bedroom. Ironically. Despite past things, or maybe because these things happened, I don't know. I'm still determining if that's, if the trauma and whatnot is linked to it. But like someone like tying me up and then going down on me, that's definitely kink. I could tie someone else up. I don't think I'd let anyone tie me up. Gotcha. But I'm too much of an anxious person. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, what if I get tied to this bed and then like there's a fire and they forget that I'm, you know, like they panic and just run and I'm like, dope. <laughs> You're just I'm gonna die. Burning. There's just flames around you. It's like, you know, like. And then the firefighters come in and they see you like that. And they burnt off my dangling. <laughs> that is a crispy creator. <laughs> like, how embarrassing. Looks like that hot dog's not raw anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There's campfire in here, roasting weenies. <laughs> and my dick would look like a s'more. Something I do wonder if other trans people feel this, but like a lot of a lot of kinks that I do have, a lot of them like require me going through bottom surgery and like are tied to like me having the full transition. But do you think that maybe that's because you your ideal body is just such a fantasy in and of itself? I think that um that you especially idealize everything else around that. Especially because whenever, like, since I was about, like, 12 or 13, like, literally any time that I've ever dreamt and, like, I'm in the dream, I've always had a male body. And now, especially as I'm, like, doing testosterone, like, taking testosterone and I'm closer to getting, like, the surgeries done and everything, like, now, like, any time that I do, like, sexually fantasize, I already have a dick and I've already gone through, like, top surgery and what... I just thought about something else that I am into. Mm. Choking and hair pulling. Yeah. I didn't think I was into hair pulling. Um, and then I had an experience and it just flew me through the moon. I think it's all in the way that... I think that's definitely in the way that's grabbed. I think it's also definitely... Like, I don't know if this is, like, science. But my... Also, like, my... My my kink ability uh-huh. is really variant on who I'm with and the type of connection I have with them. I agree with that. Because there are just certain lengths that I am not willing to go to with certain people. Yeah, I would say like I certainly change like between if I'm doing it with, um, if I'm doing it with a woman versus if I'm doing it with a man. There are certainly things that are different. Well, I only have experience in one of those fields, so <laughs> mine's mine's more dependent on the connection. Oh, maybe I really am a romantic person. 
Why are you sad about that? Because the implication that I care about people still makes me nervous. Especially like the idea of maybe falling in love. Here's something. Do you have to care about the person in order to get off? Um, no. No. Same. No. But I am more inclined to enjoy sex with them Mm -hmm. and do it again if I care about them. Okay. If I have no care about them, it'll probably be a one and done situation. Gotcha. Uh, Excuse me. Just because then I'll start associating them as someone I had sex with. And then I'll think about whether I did or did not care. And then I'm like, I really enjoy you. That was very rude, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Why shouldn't I eat onions and peppers? I'm going to be bourbon. Oh, also not into the sweat kink. I could do maybe like chest sweat, but do not put sweaty balls in my face. I'm not into that. Please take a shower before I lick your asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not trying to get an infection just because you want me to suck on you. Yeah. I feel like that's fair. I'm being a little vulgar. We're talking about sex. It's okay. Yeah. I want you to leave me wide open like the Grand Canyon, you know? That's a lie. Please don't do that. I have a baby butthole. (laughs) No, I shouldn't use the word. Let me rephrase that so you can... You have a tight ass. You can edit it right. I have a very tight butthole. What if your mom is listening to this? I think when she sees the title, she'll be like, I don't want to know. (laughs) (laughs) Or she will listen to it and she'll be like, same girl, same. (laughs) And then she'll go, you know, we have things in common that I never needed to know about you. That's how tight my butt is. I was going to ask if you're imagining that someone else's ass. Ooh, you know what gets me a little bit going? Just like really, really light, like tongue, like um, like French kissing, like really light, like not, oh, not like. I kind of am into licking. Mm. I like to be licked. I don't. All Thought the, we were talking about shameless kinks here. Well, I mean, like for me, like lube and anything that's needed to do sex. That's like the most. The most liquid. Is it weird that I can do licking but not spitting? No. But licking is kind of like erotic, especially if they like run their tongue along the small of my back and they make me go. (laughs) Just like that. Yeah, because that's the reaction I'm going to have. But then I also want them to be like. You know, lizard people. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I'm not into a lot of rope stuff. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm the doer. I don't know, maybe with the right person. <laughs> Again, a lot of stuff is going to be dependent on who I'm with and the connection I have with them. Yeah. Something I recently learned about, though, was ball busting. What's that? Kicking people in the balls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I don't know if I could get into it. I know I definitely am not going to be the one who's getting kicked. 
However, if there was a certain monetary offering, I would kick the shit out of somebody's balls. I'm talking till their testicles explode. Mm-hmm. I, I'll give them the whole. <laughs> Boom! Did you wear the entire like boots with spikes? I tell you, I would wear whatever. I'd tie bricks on my feet and kick them in the dick. I do not care. Mm-hmm. They're writing me a money. A money? <laughs> Just like a food? <laughs> uh, I had a food. <laughs> uh, that was still so funny. Well, I also think like it's kind of important. Like literally anything can be a kink. There mm-hmm. can be anything that turns you on, but then there's also the line that it would cross into being a fetish. I, oh, I also think, like, so with kinks, you also have to be comfortable setting very hard limits because the world of, like, kink and, and like, those type of play, you have to be comfortable setting boundaries. You have to be comfortable speaking your limits. Mm-hmm. And a very hard boundary for me is, like, physical violence. Mm-hmm. It does not turn me on. It triggers a fight-or-flight response. Mm-hmm. So a hard limit for me is like definitely that. And I think another hard limit for me would be anything like dangerous, like fire. Why? Why? I don't need to be set on fire, but we're not doing that. So, yeah. What would, what would you explain like your hard limits? Like, like what? Um, pretty much just like any sort of like bodily shit is the stuff that I don't. Oh yeah. No police. Yeah. Like. And said it earlier, like no golden showers, no spitting, no defecating, nothing like that. Um, I am definitely into. I I consider it like light, light BDSM because I'm not into like the chains and whips and nothing like that. Um, but definitely am into choking, biting, um, definitely grabbing. There's also the monetary side to kink play. Yeah. If you work in the sex trade, there's like, maybe not sex trade, I don't know if that's the word for it. Sex work? Yeah, if you are a sex worker, there is a whole level of like, the more you play into people's kinks or like, you know, the limits that you have could also dictate like your income. I know that there are like, there are literally like, people that call themselves like BDSM artists that literally they get paid and nine times out of 10, they're not even having sex. They're just inspiring kinks. Like that's why I think the art of being a dominatrix woman is so hot to me. Like to be what, not to purchase or, you know, make a transaction. Um, But like, the art of being a dominatrix is most of the time you're not even having sex with people. You're just like in the driver's seat, you know, telling them what to do. And that's that's like it for them. But from what I heard, king play is very lucrative. Okay, thinking about doing it. No. <laughs> like So I'm into sex, but it's not the most important thing in the world for me. Mm -hmm. So like doing it for a job and then having to do it all of the time would just really not. It would be a very toxic situation for me Mm -hmm. because I already don't 
crave it, and I think that would make me absolutely hate it. You know? Yeah. What about you? Like, would I do, like, sex work? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I'm, like, definitely, yeah, I think I would. I'm, I think that's more just because, like, sex isn't, like, sentimental for me. So if someone is, like, hey, like, the fucking, um, person after the drag show that offered, like, offered me 50 bucks <laughs> if I did stuff to them. And I told them, I was just, like, bring back 200 and I will. <laughs> uh, and they, they haven't, but, um... Like, yeah, no, I'm, I would. But it also, like, would depend on, like, what it is. Like, if you want me to do, like, harm to myself, it definitely depends at what level it is. And if you want me to do harm to you, as long as there's not a risk of you, like, dying or going to the hospital for it. Ooh, something else. We are both drag artists. Drag is a huge kink for people. Are you ever willing to mix sex and drag? Because I am absolutely not. I will not I ever have sex and drag. I was not presented with that situation until last night at Missy B's, where a gay bartender um, was incredibly turned on whenever I went to the bar to go get something and I was in full drag. And I was in my... Uh, you know the shit I wore at the Lux show, so like the all black with the harness and the pen like the pentagrams and everything. I wore that up to the bar and like but as you wore your red suit at. Well, I did it with pretty much that without the jacket. Mm. Um and I went up to the bar and the bartender was like all over me and like even like came all the way around the bar to where I was to ask like what I wanted and then it was also like asking like oh, are you are you free afterwards and I like you know I was flirting back with him and I was just like well I mean I'm gonna be here next week too and we could talk then and I went back and then it hit me it's just like I don't know if he knows that I have a female body under this like that's it was definitely one of those things where like that situation where I'm like I am gonna go back next week, but it's one of those things. It's just like I wonder if like he doesn't know that like I'm I, like that's me like in drag, and that just sparked an entire series of questions of like, well, if he does only want me in drag, would I be okay with that? And for me, it's just like it's gonna be like really hot, and it also just depends. But it's just one of those things. It's just like. If he's okay with it, and if I'm okay with it, because he's a very attractive guy, it's like, yeah, maybe. I think for me, though, definitely, it depends on the person, and it also depends on the kind of sex, and for me, it's it's just one of those things that's just like, well... No, it is a hard no for me. Yeah. I just feel like it's also different, though, like, between, like, just how I am with sex and my relationship with sex versus others. Yeah. I don't know. But also like to me, the the character that is Artemis Gray holds herself to a standard that just like she's she's a sex icon in the the same way that like a goddess is. You know, she's got a lot of sexual prowess. 
but it's not. Well, the, it's not for use. You know what I mean? Well, that's like, something. That's something also, and that's something that I've been like wondering about because, like, for me, like Ezra Como and Ezra Prince are the same person. It's just Ezra Prince is the gothic version. Well, as we talked about in the insecurity episode, that is not the case for me. Yeah, I know, but I'm I'm just saying, like, for me, like, really, the only difference between me and my drag persona is one's dressed up in goth and one's not and i have also found that like whenever i do put drag on i tend to get a little bit more um i tend to get like just a little bit more uh i wouldn't call it mysterious but more of a i know that you're teased by my appearance and it's sexually arousing so i'm gonna play on that so I, I think that that's also the difference between me and other drag artists is like for me, drag, uh, like drag is not a separate persona for me. It's just me dressed in drag. And I get on stage and do stuff. So That's fair. I don't know. I just don't think I could ever mix those worlds. Because that's just not who... That's not who my drag persona is. Mm. You know, my drag persona is a very different human being from who I am in the real world. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Some of the best parts of Dayton were discovered through Artemis, and some of the best parts of Artemis were already there because of Dayton. But their characters exist separately. Right. But... So that's something that I I think a lot of my doubt with my drag comes from because I know how I am in my persona and I know how others are and for me it's like the persona really isn't even there and that makes me feel like I'm wrong for it because mm. I know well the, the reason being is I know so many other drag performers who who they are in drag like they have a persona like you and it's different from who they are day to day and for me I'm not so for me, like Ezra Prince and Ezra Kramer are pretty much the same. And there's really not a difference. Like, so I've always wondered, just like, am I wrong for that? Do I need to make a persona? Do I need to act differently? Because I put on drag and the only thing it does is it, it makes me feel more comfortable with who I am. So because of the way that like your your characters do coexist. That's why you would be comfortable crossing that boundary. Yeah, because they're they're like they're sexually interacting with the same person regardless. One's just wearing makeup. Yeah, and um, I mean, especially after top surgery. Like after top surgery, I'm not gonna have my fake chest. And after bottom surgery, like it's literally going to be like quite literally the exact same person. Nothing added on except for makeup and clothes. That's fair. That's valid. So, but that's but that's why I, I am so much like questioning my validity with my drag because it's like, really, it's just me just like dressing up in makeup and getting on stage, and it's a creative outlet for me. But it's not, it's not like a different sort of persona, and it's not like a different person. Or anything, and there aren't like different standards or different There's ways that I interact. No such thing as invalid drag. You just 
it, it, at its core, it's all art. It's all expression. It's all expressionism. You, you, it may be the, for you, it may be the same person. There's no persona, but you are still expressing a different form mm-hmm. of yourself. As we're going to the grocery store does not look the same as as we're going to a gig. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like you may not, you may not have a designated persona, but it is still a different form of your existence. Yeah, I know. But like, I'm, I'm not saying like the actual art of it isn't valid. I'm just saying the fact that I like don't act different or don't have like a different character type. I do wonder if anyone finds it surprising that like, despite how I am like with my drag appearance, like with all the chains and the leather and everything, the fact that like none of those are like kinks for me. (laughs) I just find I think a lot of people are going to be kind of shocked because I think there is a level of you that you know, you know, it is kind of a kink for other people, but there are a lot of people in the world that that have that fantasy, even if they can never execute it, they have that fantasy. And so because you know that you do play into it a lot. You know, but, you do a lot of wrapping the people up in the chain. So I think but, it is going to shock a lot of people to know that that does not turn you on at all. But at the same time, I think it is definitely like a part of my kink because like I said earlier, I absolutely love teasing. I love being the person that teases. And if I walk around, so like with the bartender. <laughs> so then your kink is not the leather or the chains. Your kink is the audience interaction. Yeah. Your kink comes from the people's response. You just unboxed my entire <laughs> You are a subservient little bitch. <laughs> what do you mean by that? You, you, the biggest pleasure of sex comes from the other person's reaction for you. Yeah. Like, I could not get off at all and be perfectly happy because the other person got off. I don't need any, I, I don't need to get off. That's wild. Can't relate. <laughs> If I don't get off, I'm be- I'm mad, <laughs> angry. I will call you every day, calling you a bitch ass. I won't really. I'll probably just block you and never talk to you again. <laughs> you didn't make me cool. You just made me realize shit about my drag that I didn't. Even think. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're good. I just I didn't like another beautiful Artemis Gray reality check. Oh, like, I just didn't think about it. And then you put it like that, and I was just like, oh, maybe my track is my kink coming out. <laughs> Are this coconut? I don't know. No, tropical splash. Pineapple juice. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was wild. Well. Well, another episode of yeah, Poppers and Packers. We have, uh... Hit the we have, the X on the map with. Do we want to give a brief summary of this? <laughs> so yeah, in summary, uh, kink and fetish are not the same thing. Kink can be anything, but kink also does have to be kind of a certain thing. Um, um, we all have kinks, whether we want to admit them or not. And, and Artemis has discovered that they are, or she is a uh, romantic, and that. <laughs> and that Ezra's drag is actually <laughs> based on his kink of teasing. <laughs> well, we've learned a lot about ourselves in this episode. Yeah, each day is to. a new discovery. I feel like every episode, like you and I, just learn. We do, us. and sometimes it's not during the episode, but we'll have like a revelation, like on the drive home. That's like, that's not like a like. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> 
Do you remember when we said that one sentence? <laughs> so, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, that that wraps up this episode of Poppers and Packers with Artemis Gray. And Ezra Prince. And as always, remember to love your inner monster because no one else will. And I am one round mound of sound. If you liked what you heard, tune in again. And if you didn't, go, go tuck, tuck yourselves. yourselves.